Jordan Bennington played a little bit of a prank on his uh, teammates this past week, which is always fun to see. We don't get enough uh, enough pranks that are caught on camera, so I appreciated that the St. Louis Blues picked this up and shared it with us. Uh, but basically what he did was he dressed up in his teammates' gear, uh, Nolan Stevens. He was not playing in the game against the Blackhawks, and the St. Louis Blues were about to win. And so he goes out to the bench like in the closing seconds and just sneaks onto the ice, and he's just like in the high-five line wearing <laughs> Nolan Stevens' gear. But he didn't tell anybody he was going to do it. So, uh, so you get the like the live reactions of all the players like double taking and looking at his face and be like, wait a minute, what is, what are you doing here, guy? That's pretty his hel- good. His helmet is all askew. It's like riding high, like he just got bumped or something. It was so he does not look good in uh, regular no. hockey gear. Well, nope. and the helmet is not even close to fitting on his head. So either Nolan Stevens has a bit of a small head or Jordan Bennington has a big head. Uh, but either way, that that helmet is not fitting on his noggin. I think Bennington has a big head. Yeah, it could be that for <laughs> more ways than one. Exactly. <laughs> Sound of Hockey episode 157. We're calling this one the Connor Carrick episode. Hey. He's a sort of a member of the Seattle Kraken, although we'll talk about that yeah. more <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in, in a moment. Uh, John, why are we calling it that? Well, Connor Carrick has 157 career penalty minutes in the NHL. So how about that? <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm starting to notice a pattern here in your statistics that you're choosing for these numbers. Uh, I'm just saying it's it's got to be like either penalty minutes or like even strength shots or something like that, right? Each time is Somet- that kind of... Well, sometimes goals allowed. Uh huh. Right. Okay. That's true. Yeah. yeah, for goalies. That's a fair point. I try to. Yeah, I don't discriminate against the goalies. So, <laughs> you know, it is. It's coming a little bit more challenging every every week. It gets a little more challenging. The further we go up, the the limited opportunities there are to name a episode after a player. So, I might come up with something completely new. Yeah. This is Sound of Hockey. I am Darren Brown at Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter. Joined as always by Andy Eide. Hello, Andy. How's it going? I'm at Andy Eyed on the Twitter. And you had nice, uh, like, enunciation there. Yeah, that was solid. Yep. Thank and you. I'm a, John I'm a professional. Uh-huh. Hello, John. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm NHL2Seattle on the Twitter. And we are coming to you from Seattle. We start with a five-star review, which we love oh. to do when we get five-star reviews. Uh, this one comes from the fifth scallop, and I, I do have to say this one, it's being read with a protest, a bit of protest. Uh, I just want to put it out there that we're going to do this because he's kind of challenging us to basically promote something for him, and oh. we're going we're gonna to do it because it's a little bit funny, but I just want it to be known that we're not like, we're not setting a precedent here. Okay. Like this is not how you get your free advertising. If you want to advertise a sound of hockey, you certainly can. Please get in touch with us, and we will be happy to uh, sell our money. soul to you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It says, I dig it. It's a five-star review. It says, just started listening, and I'm really digging it. So not just a clever name for this five-star review. Uh, it says, I started with the After Dark episode, and that's all I've listened to so far. Okay, so long-time caller, first-time listener, right? Is that what you say then? Uh, sure, I can go back and listen to the old ones, but why do that? It's all about the latest and greatest, babe. Okay. Uh, I look forward to listening every week as the season progresses. The hosts have good chemistry, which is pivotal for a sports-oriented show. If you do like listening to one person talk into their phone on a weekly basis, you can always check out my show, the Fifth Scallop Fly Fishing Podcast, and 
Okay. Wow. And All right. other topics of interest <laughs> slash discussion. I babble on about fly fishing and other topics of interest and discussion. I mean, obviously, it's in the title. See what I did there? I snuck a plug in for my own show. Let's see you guys read this review on air. So there you go. We did it. We read it. And I don't like it, but uh, I do kind of like it because uh, it's a great five-star review. So thank you, the fifth scallop, for the kind words. No thank you for the selfish plug that you snuck in there. I, I wonder I wonder about the Venn diagram between the Sound of Hockey listeners and the fifth scallop <laughs> flying fishing Uh Yeah, the fifth, the podcast, fifth scallop yeah. fly fishing podcast and other topics of interest slash discussion. Okay, that's cool. The, that's the fun. Right. You know, you know, that, that review just kind of solidified a, a, something that I've always believed that once you get that fourth scallop, you just got to stop. Yeah. Yep. Don't, don't go for the fifth one. Just no, you're leave, right. Leave it be. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I can be satisfied with three scallops. <laughs> sure. And, Me too. and four, four is good. Like, yep. four is good, but, I mean, five, like, nobody eats five scallops. So, yeah. so maybe that's what he's getting at. The fifth scallop doesn't get eaten. Mm. Oh. Okay. Maybe. I don't know enough about the uh, like the scallop uh, process. I just don't know. Well, do you not eat scallops? I do. Well, I do ish. I've I've had scallops a number of times. They're not my favorite of the shellfish. I'll be honest. There's oh. there's something about the texture um, that I I can have like one or two, but certainly not five. It's uh, what's your favorite? Shellfish? I like oysters. Yeah, I like oysters quite a bit. This I like I like just because well. shellfish I, shellfish weekly. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do think scallops are my favorites. <laughs> All right, shellfish. We are off They're the rails. There. We're <laughs> less than five minutes in, and we're off the rails. Let's get back on rails with some Kraken talk, uh, which obviously we're going to do on this podcast because we are a Seattle-based hockey podcast, and for the first time, we have a hockey team to talk about uh, here in these last an NHL team weeks. that is. Well, yeah, yeah. good point. Uh, okay, so we had two games this past weekend, two preseason games, Friday and Saturday, one in Everett, one in Kent. We should talk about those a little bit. The uh, atmosphere at both was outrageous. I was very, very impressed at how good the atmosphere was in both buildings. Uh, super fun experiences. Uh, the Friday night game, obviously the Kraken came out, had a slow start. They got back into it with a last-minute tying goal with the goalie pulled. Then they win on a Jared McCann power play goal in overtime. Man, looking around that building, I just I couldn't believe how intense it was, you know, and it was mm-hmm. like this feels like a late regular season game, the way that people are <laughs> reacting. Uh, and, it, you know, it's a preseason game like we yeah. we're not supposed to react this way to preseason, but uh, it just shows you how starved people are for this NHL uh, hockey and how excited they are that it's finally arrived. It was a, it was a fun game, just despite the fact it was one nothing until the last minute, because uh, the Kraken had a lot of chances. They just couldn't finish, and good goaltending from Edmonton. So th- those kind of games can be fun, uh, and that also I think adds the intensity when it's like one goal, you just need one shot, and they finally got it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it was funny in comparison. The prior two games were the ones on the road in Alberta, so against mm-hmm. Calgary and Edmonton, and I mean it might have been sixty to seventy percent full, like pretty pretty chill like not a lot of cheering i mean there was still cheering but not not to the same intensity that everett and, and kent brought and and spokane for that matter brought to the preseason games i mean it you know eventually will it'll die down like we won't be as excited about preseason games but so cool to see and that's what i love about the three rank rush is going up to all these places mm-hmm. and getting to to people that might not have season tickets you know yeah. i i don't know how many people have season tickets that go into these games but it was just nice. It was just nice to see that other people get to experience the NHL, and and they kind of leaned into it and really went ballistic and was you know rooting for the team to win, not really 
Where mm-hmm. other other places, they don't really care, right? It's oh, it's preseason, doesn't yeah. matter. But I, I liked it. Yeah, uh, interesting that the in each of those three games, Spokane, Everett, and Kent, uh, in all three cases, the the city ended up being named the first star of the game, which I thought was incredible. I mean, the, wow, it's it, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. almost like the city, you know, really did just show up to play each of those nights, and I'm sure it was a totally fair, unbiased decision to name the city. Uh, the number one star each night. So those uh, those things are always unfair and yeah, and unbiased. Uh, uh-huh. Everett was really good in the corners that night. They they really were working hard in the corners. You know, winning <laughs> some puck were. battles. I did see a, a replay of the McCann goal from behind the net, and this one dude jumps up, and he was sitting in the corner. He jumps up and just spills his beer everywhere. Oh, which I saw that too. That <laughs> pretty was cool. awesome. That was yeah, incredible. Love it. Went hard in the corners, as you said. Uh, Anyway, great experiences on both cases. Uh, They did not win on Saturday. They actually lost 4-1. to And it was a weird game because they only gave up 13 shots on goal. So really, you'd assume that they were the better team, and they really were. I mean, anything that came through to Chris Drieger was very much from the outside. Uh, He had two goals that went through on deflections and just, like, found their way in. One of them, it, it deflected off of something and then hit the crossbar and went straight down. You're like, well... There's not much you can do about that. Uh, and then he had a, a shorthanded goal that went right in the top corner and um, and one other goal that he, he described those two that weren't deflected as soft after the game. So um, I think he kind of knew it like it wasn't his best game. It's also like I know from being a goalie, like those are such awkward games. He only had two shots on goal in the first period. Um, so to be able to get into the flow of things is just borderline impossible in games like that. And then you know, you get you get deflected shots and screenshots and stuff like that. But the real story there is that the Kraken only gave up 13 shots. Like, that's really mm-hmm. impressive, you know. And from a defensive standpoint, we talk a lot about how this team is going to have good de- defensive depth. And they really showed it that night, right? I mean, they were keeping everything to the outside. Uh, most of the shots that were getting through the bodies in front were missing the net because, you know, there just wasn't anywhere, anything to shoot at, anything to get through. So, um, honestly, it's a good sign. I mean, they, they lost the game 4-1. to They couldn't score. But that's without their top scoring line and without Mark Giordano, too. So, uh, not really anything to, to be concerned about. And, actually, there's probably a lot more positives than uh, than negatives to take away from that game. Yeah, and these games are oftentimes hard to judge because it wasn't the it wasn't the deepest Calgary lineup, but the Kraken did what they were supposed to do and hold them to 13 shots, right? That's what you should do when you're playing a lineup like that. So that well, that is a positive. Yeah, and no, Seattle didn't have their top line in the, in the lineup. It, it's hard to know because one thing I was worried about is the quality shots that Seattle was getting. Like they, they didn't seem like they had too many quality shots. So usually the shot count kind of, like you said, nothing to worry about, but I wasn't seeing the quality shots. I thought Geeky played pretty well. Um, I didn't see the quality shots, and, and maybe that's because the top line wasn't in. in yeah, there, there were there were a couple that I remember very clearly, like uh, Donskoy had the whole net to shoot over, shot it over the net, and then Geeky had a one-timer on the power play where he had a wide-open net and missed it wide somehow. Yeah. So hopefully you hope that those things will get fine-tuned as we get into the regular yep. season. And I do wonder a little about the forward depth because if that top line, which uh, Dave Haxtall pretends he's not going to call his top line, but clearly it's his top line of McCann, Eberle, and Schwartz, if they aren't playing and there's just like kind of nothing doing offensively, which was the case, right? I mean, they they had some chances, don't get me wrong, but they weren't finishing. Uh, Dan Vladar ended up looking really good, but there are a lot of shots that were kind of into his chest and things like that. And so it just, it makes you wonder, right? Is there, is there a secondary push that's going to come yep. uh, when they get the full roster together? And hopefully that's the case, but I guess we'll see. I, that, that remains I think to be that, seen. that top line has been involved in almost every goal they've scored. 
And speaking of that top line, they are a big part of the power play. So it's going to be those three plus Alex Wenberg plus Mark Giordano. And they looked great in Everett together. So uh, I do think that they're going to settle on that as a power play unit. Uh, Hackstall didn't like straight up confirm that that's going to be the case, but he said there's definitely a chance that they stick together for uh, for the beginning of the season. And I could see it too. They looked really, really good together. So... That's about what we have to share from the weekend. The other pieces of Kraken news, uh, the Allen Americans are the ECHL affiliate for Seattle, which I think is interesting. I definitely did not expect them to name an ECHL affiliate this season. So I do think that's because they have too many minor leaguers Mm -hmm. and Charlotte only has a certain amount of space for Seattle Kraken players. I was thinking about the goalies for one, right? So if Decord is sent to Charlotte, Bebo probably goes to Allen Americans or Mm -hmm. something. Sure. You know, goalies are kind of weird. They can float around the ECHL, even though they're under a contract for an NHL team. Yeah. So I, I think that was more the overflow from Charlotte because I don't think the Florida Panthers will be too excited to have uh, an abundance of Kraken players or they just won't get the ice time. So yeah. I think that's what it is. If I, if I remember right, Vegas has something similar happen there first year. They had a couple guys go down to the Quad City Mallards uh, who who would have been AHL. Your Colazar, remember? And speaking of sending guys down, they did send some guys down, so they started trimming their roster a bit. Uh, Connor Carrick, Antoine Bebo, who we just mentioned, Gustav Olofsson, and Kale Fleury were all placed on waivers. They cleared waivers on Sunday, so they've all been assigned to the AHL. And then the junior guys, Riker Evans, Ryan Winterton, Jacob Melanson, they were all sent back. Uh, and then, interestingly, they signed another minor leaguer in Max McCormick. Uh, he is still in camp, but I kind of doubt he's going to make the NHL team. But I guess we'll see. One last thing that I wanted to mention from the games this weekend. <laughs> There's this funny thing that happened with Andy and me, who we were in the press box, and we were watching uh, – you know, in, in between the whistles or whatever. And there is a, a kid that got put on the Jumbotron with a sign that said, all I want for my 12, 12th birthday is a Jordan Eberle puck or a puck from Jordan Eberle or something like that. And Jordan Eberle wasn't playing. The top line was not there. Yeah. And, you know, I had been at morning skate that day and I had reported on Sound of Hockey that uh, that he wasn't going to be playing along with that line. So Andy <laughs> and I kind of were joking. We were joking. And joking. I leaned over. Yeah, just want to make sure we were joking. Make that clear. I said, you know, if uh, and the music was blasting and all this. And uh, I said, you know, if if he had been following Sound of Hockey or reading Sound of Hockey, he would know that he wasn't going to be playing. Everly wasn't going to be playing. <laughs> and Andy goes, yeah, what a dumbass!" And it was one of those where he said it right as the music stopped. Like, so it went completely quiet. And just really loud Andy voice. <laughs> so now, funny. for the record, I don't think the kid was a dumbass. No, I no, it was fun. of course Good not. Good job, Andy. It was Andy. it was a very funny moment. I had hater I had, of fun, hater of kids. Uh, well, I had some <laughs> laughter tears after that one because I was uh, I was dying. <laughs> the timing of the music cutting off was so perfect. So it just shows that you should be listening and paying attention to sound of hockey. Yeah. And by the way, whoever was trying to get the Seattle oh, yeah. crack in chant going during the Everett game don't think that we didn't hear you because we certainly did and that was awesome and I wish that it would have picked up but it didn't quite didn't quite pick up I Come think that, uh, it was loud enough for us to hear it though it was loud we enough heard for it. us to hear it 100% it was it was definitely happening and you know what else John it was happening like right around the 10 minute mark of the second period which is exactly what I said on last week's podcast so that's there's no way that that's a coincidence that was somebody who was listening to the show I and, refuse to believe it uh-huh okay well 
I was a witness. If it ever picks I up, I just don't I know why you want to credit. copy something that's already being used inside this sports market. Oh, yeah, you're right. Seattle. Because you know what's really, really original is let's go let's cracking. Go cracking. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never pushed for that. Uh-huh. I've never pushed for that. Uh, we now move on to a WHL <laughs> update with our WHL correspondent, Andy Eyde. Hello, Andy. Hello. So there was a little bit of controversy in the WHL this uh, over the weekend. I believe it was on, uh, I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday night, but uh, the Prince Albert Raiders put out a tweet that they were going to have a third jersey this year, and it was going to be a retro jersey back to the one they wore like in the 70s and early 80s, which in those days, we weren't maybe as evolved as we are now. And the mascot or the logo was was a little bit racially insensitive. Uh, I won't go into all the detail, but uh, it put that out. And then immediately there was flack. The tweet got deleted. The league put out a statement and said, uh, yeah, we're not going to do that. We apologize. <laughs> but what I find interesting is the league had to have approved it before it got to that point. So... They did. They did a little mea culpa. They said we shouldn't have approved it, and they shouldn't have done it. So we're not doing it. So right. That was a little interesting thing that came across. Yeah, Yeah, I I, exactly good on them to own it. But it's one of those things, and it's another one of those things I should say that's like, how many people had to have seen this thing (laughs) before they put it out there, right? And like, I like to think that I'm I'm relatively in touch with with things like this and and understanding everybody's side and things like that. But I saw the jersey, and the first thing I thought was, well, that's racist. Right. And that was before I saw other people tweeting about it. I just saw like the original tweet from the Prince Albert Raiders. And I was like, that's that looks very racist. Right. And then I started to dig into it. All. I'm like, oh, yeah, everyone else thinks it's racist, too. And I was just like, how, you know, how can it be that I look at it for a second and think, wow, that's offensive. And no one else thinks that. Right. And like they get to a point that they're printing them and doing media photos and all this stuff. It's just yeah. it's mind boggling to me that we can get to that point in this thing and have to yeah. have to then dial it back and do statements and all that. But I'm, yeah, so I'm it was a, a weird, surprised. Yeah. A weird little <laughs> moment over the weekend that we saw unfold on Twitter right before yeah. our eyes. But you're right. I mean, sure, they had to walk it back and it's a stupid decision in the first place. But good on them for saying we shouldn't have approved this. We're sorry that we did. Yes. And yeah. we're not yeah. going to do it. You're right. I mean, it's the right thing to do, obviously, but it still it shouldn't have gotten to that point. But carry on. There's a, there's, a, there's a reason they discontinued those jerseys in the first place. Yeah, you know, way back when. So I guess also we should talk about how uh, the U.S. division got into action this weekend. Yep. Yeah. Especially the Americans won a couple games, even though they were they were outshot like eighty-five to thirty-one or something like that. They won hmm. two games. In, uh, Interesting. Uh, while the Kraken were playing in Kent, the Thunderbirds were in Portland and they won three to one. And then I, I saw just before we got on that Everett won an overtime tonight in Spokane. I don't know the score, but I just saw a very uh, all caps tweet from the Silver Tips about winning. So, so who's supposed to be good this year, Andy, in the in the U.S. division? The U.S. division, yeah. I think it's still Portland. You know, they, especially if they get Jarvis back, uh, they, their defense maybe not be the strongest. Uh, Seattle, you know, they're young still, but they've got a lot of high end players that that they could make a run. This could be the year they make a move. They always feel like you can write Evan off because they lose people, but they always seem to find a way. So I'm not going to write them off this year. So I think they'll be in the mix as well. And and then I think uh, Spokane and Try are kind of still uh, rebuilding a little bit. I, Although Spokane's I did. got. Well, Kansas got some players, so don't be surprised if they jump up into like a third place. I, I did see some Hannes to Hannes goals. There was uh, a Hannes to Hannes goal on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I should pod, say Hannes to Hannes. Yeah, Hannes. Friend of the pod, Matt Rempe, had two goals for Seattle on, on Saturday, nice. so that was a nice, nice start for him. Yeah. And you mentioned that Seattle has like a blue chip prospect now, right? They have a couple. Well, they have the guys that are already drafted, but defenseman Kevin Korchinski, TSN ranked as the sixth best player in the upcoming 2022 draft. And then oh, Jordan Gustafson. top six good? That seems decent. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And then they have a center a forward uh, named Jordan Gustafson, who they had ranked like 23rd overall. So um, That's amazing. 
Yeah, That's so amazing. Kevin Korczynski, yeah. Korczynski's the real deal. He, he reminds, you know, for people who've seen watch the Thunderbirds, he looks a lot like Shea Theodore. Very cool. Uh, and now we move on from the WHL to the NHL, just kind of general NHL talk. I know we focused heavily on the Kraken earlier, uh, but the main thing that has been going on, kind of the biggest story here this last week, is Robin Leonard has essentially been blackmailing the NHL, which is yeah. which is very interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting tack to take. Um, but what he did, he went on the uh, Spit and Shookless podcast, and I did listen to it uh and he kind of like you could tell he kind of went in with like an agenda like he was gonna put it out there uh that he was upset with how the nhl and how the buffalo sabers were dealing with the jack eichel stuff um and he kind of was taking the approach of like well if you think about it right like he's he's thinking about himself from not just a hockey playing standpoint but also like the rest of his life you know and he wants to have this surgery done to have the disc replaced classic disc measuring contest as we mentioned in the past and they're not letting him do it and so now it's like this thing that's dragging on uh and because of this fight they've taken away his captaincy all this stuff and he just so leonard just thinks it's not right so uh he was tweeting today that he has all these stories about uh you know miss misprescriptions and things like that that uh shouldn't be out there in the nhl and malpractice and whatever and he said he's gonna put out i don't know if it was one a day or one a week until until something changes right and so now the nhl apparently is going to be in interviewing him directly. Uh, it's a very strange situation. I mean, and, you know, the Eichel situation in and of itself is so bizarre. And then for Robin Leonard to somehow get involved uh, makes it even more bizarre, I guess. But I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on this situation? Leonard's never been one to shy away from sharing his opinions on, on topics, controversial and non-controversial. Mm-hmm. So it's not shocking that he sees something he thinks is wrong or that, that a player is being mistreated. And that he's going to come out and talk yeah. about it. And it was, he was, he wants to share a story a day of some sort of abuse might be the wrong word, but of a player being kind of coerced into a medical situation yeah. that they may not, may not actually be in their best. And interest. he absolutely has a point. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think, you know, if this kind of thing is happening and I'm sure it is, you know, it just, of course it is. It's just an interesting tack to take, right? Like that's his, that's his approach is he's <laughs> basically like, yeah, the platform. it is like a, it is almost <laughs> like blackmailing though, which I think is, is really interesting. So we now move on to our segments and our first segment is you don't see that every day. Our you don't see that every day is courtesy of our good friend, Lisa Martin, who we actually met at uh, training camp this uh, last right, week. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Uh, she gave us two bottles of whiskey. I have a bottle of whiskey that belongs to you guys that I haven't drank yet. I did drink most of the first one that she gave us. So it was a bottle that we all get to drink from. No. Well, so I, she said, hey. Uh, I have a bottle of whiskey for you, Darren. And then you guys got all upset on Twitter and you're like, well, what about us? And so I think because of that, she, she brought a second one, which is for you guys to, to share. So I haven't opened it. I'm keeping it for you guys. I just haven't seen you. Hey, you said it's almost gone. The one you, the one that was for you, Darren, it's been like three days. Jeez, man. It has not been three days, (laughs) but yeah, I've, I've made some good work on it. So the tweet she sent us comes from NHL gifts and it says the post is absolutely the goalie's best friend. And it shows, uh, Gustafson, the goalie, he's like sprinting to the bench to do a, I guess they're going to do an extra skate. Was this at the end of the game? I think it must have been the end of the game, right? So he's sprinting yeah. to the bench. The puck comes trickling in, right? And he's like, oh, crap. So he starts skating back after it and it's like <laughs> wobbling and it just hits the post. Doesn't go in. And Gustafson, to his credit, he like, he does some quick thinking here, pulls the puck out of there and kind of like slides into the corner. 
uh, gets it out of harm's way. So that was pretty good. That was a pretty good. You don't see that every day from from Lisa Martin. You really don't see that every day. So thank you for sharing that. He did a good job of not hitting himself with it because he right. he kind of pulled it back between his legs. Mm-hmm. He very easily could have knocked it in, but he did a good job of avoiding the puck. Yes, nice work on that. We also have some serious business. Remember, we made this a segment two weeks ago. I don't know if we officially made it a segment. <laughs> well, I'm, it I'm suggested. To well, I'm indicating now that it in fact is a segment. So here you go. Uh, Elias Pettersson <laughs> signs for three years, seven point three five million with the Canucks, and Quinn Hughes also signs the Canucks, six years, seven point eight million. Obviously, those two were kind of the the two big shoes to drop there in Vancouver. Uh, I guess are there any other big ones out there? I know Brady Kachuk still hasn't signed. Who else yep. is? Still yeah, out I think there. He's, I think Kachuk's a big one. Yeah, I think so, you too. Know, you know who I haven't seen anywhere is Bobby Ryan. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's obviously not one of the big, big ones, but I'm surprised he hasn't signed anywhere. So that's kind of disappointing because, uh, you know, he came back from some issues he was dealing with, some off-ice issues he was dealing with, and, and came back pretty strong. So it's disappointing not to see him anywhere. Anyway, that's our serious business. We now move on to our weekly one-timers. Our first weekly one-timer. Root Sports has been dropped by Dish Network. Uh, oh. Wow, not great timing on that. Be no, being that certainly be. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Mariners were like heading into this intense, uh, you know, battle for <laughs> the last weekend. wild card spot, and then uh, Kraken are just around the corner. So uh, a lot of people were upset about it. I'm gonna go out and say something here. Uh, if you have like oh, an boy. issue like this, and you want to try to send a tweet to like say, <laughs> "Hey, this is super annoying." You don't have to tag us in that tweet. You really don't. <laughs> it's not going to really help. So somebody tagged us in this tweet, which was which was fine, I guess. But then it so happened that Root Sports actually responded and said, like, oh, look how bad Dish Network is. You know, switch providers right away so you won't miss any games. And then, like, hundreds of people replied to this thing <laughs> because Root Sports replied. And I'm just like, God, I was so tired of seeing the... You can mute. You, you know, you can mute a conversation. I so. didn't know that. No, I'm. I it's my first day on Twitter, so. Okay. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> now you know. So yeah, I, and I didn't you know. mute it when I was uh, added to it. So, yeah. but you're right. It was. It was very noisy. It was a lot. I guess. I, I yeah. guess it brought me up to speed on the situation. So there's some value in that. But you know, you don't. You don't have to. Although, would we be talking about this if we weren't tagged in that tweet? I don't know. Probably. We would have seen it. We would have seen it. They accomplished their mission. Giving them what they wanted. But it is, apparently Dish Network's been doing this across, you know, the nation with a lot of the regional sport networks. So it's Mm. nothing, not much of a surprise. Another kind of backstory here is that Dish Network also owns Sling TV. And so Root Sports is not available on Sling either. It was at one time. So this is just how the game is played it's, it's a little negotiation probably a good time to find another provider to get root sports um problem is dish network serves a lot of the ru- more rural areas where they can't get cable they literally don't have any other option so that's gonna suck um because they covered a lot of the pacific northwest that isn't isn't really dense so that's unfortunate our next weekly one-timer Whoops. Jacob Vrana is going to miss four months after having shoulder surgery. Uh, obviously, he was a, a big piece for the Detroit Red Wings, who are probably going to stink again, right? But Verana really was one of the few kind of bright spots in that lineup. So that's very disappointing for uh, the many Red Wings fans that are certainly listening to our show. He did just sign a uh, $15 million contract right. for the next three years. So yeah. 
good for him to get that before he gets hurt. But hey, shout out to our, our big Red Wing contingent that follows us. Yes. I'll bet there is quite a few Red Wing contingents. You know, they, there is a strong Detroit fan base that kind of is laying low lately, but I'll bet they're out there. Yeah. Our final weekly one-timer. The Arizona Coyotes have announced that they're relaxed. I don't know why we're even reporting this. This is silly. But they're relaxing their game day dress code uh, so they can uh-huh. kind of wear, like, they don't have to wear suits anymore to the game, which I guess is uh, a big change. I Which, well, here's another thing. That is in the CBA that you have to wear suits. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, I did not know I that. Found that, that out is, reading up on this. Yeah. ridiculous. Well, yes, it's ridiculous. I actually, though, like, can oh, I sound no. like a really lame old timer here, an old dinosaur like for Don a second? Like Don Cherry? Yeah, cool. Yeah, you can do your yeah. Don Cherry impression? Yeah, awesome. I, I kind of like that they wear suits. I don't know cool. why. It's just, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that uh. they, you know, they, they obviously can generally afford to buy really nice suits. So they come in looking really sharp and like they're ready to do some, you know, some work. They're ready to go to work. It's a business trip. It's a whatever. I, I like the suit thing. And I know that that's like a dinosaur take. That's an old guy yep. take. Yep. It's just, it's one of the things that I actually like that is an old dinosaurish thing. Mm. So There's nothing wrong with that, but do, do they, why, why make them have to wear a suit? I, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm not like upset that, you know, the coyotes are trying to change this thing. And I see a lot of people saying like, oh my God, it's so ridiculous that they can't show more, more personality and whatever. And I get that. I totally get that. And, and if teams stop wearing suits altogether, I won't be that sad. I'm just saying, I think it, I kind of like it. Like, I think it's kind of sharp. You know, you know who didn't wear suits to a game recently? Um, the Kraken when they wore Mariners t-shirts. That's right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but they did look, have suit they pants lost. on. They lost though too, so yeah. maybe that's maybe that's so. Okay. I did. Right. I also read that Seattle is talking about relaxing the dress code as well. Oh, so. interesting. Nice. Yeah. So you're going to be disappointed. It's okay. I, like I said, yeah. I won't be. No, I won't be that sad. It's just it's a thing that that I like about. Uh, the existing hockey culture. There's a lot of problems with the existing hockey culture. I get that. This is one of the few things that I I kind of like with existing hockey culture. But yeah, the okay. the Canucks relaxed theirs uh, a couple year ago or two, where they had they were in a slump and they let the guys just wear whatever, and they broke out of the slump, started winning some games. Well, well eventually you know. that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That they it's, break no, out of their slump. It's because of, of the dress code, man. 100. percent Yeah, clearly, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> we close the show with our tweets of the week. Andy, your tweet of the week. Uh, is null. I, I have no tweet of the week this week. I'm very tired. What? <laughs> That's a very John thing of you to do to just I know, not I know. have a tweet. John, what's your tweet of the week? John, did I lose you? <laughs> Hello? Can I pull a Joey Decor and say no one cares? Oh, okay. we just had a reviewer saying they did. They did enjoy it. That's right. And first of all, that's not the context, right? Like the context of nobody cares is well, not nobody cares about I just tweets asked of the week. A question. All I was doing was asking a question. Can I pull a Joey Decord? But you're not yeah. really pulling a Joey Decord because you're using it in a different context. So the answer is no, then, right? Correct. You is cannot that pull that. Okay. That's correct. Okay. Yep. I don't have one then. Okay, well, you guys are the worst. <laughs> Mine comes from uh, Mike Camito, who does a lot of oh, yeah. uh, I like Mike history I type of stuff. Uh, he says, on this day in 2018, the Sabres named Jack Eichel captain. <laughs> That's turned out so well. <laughs> do you uh, know the beginning you know where of an Mike Camito's from? Where? Like, I, feel, I always want to say New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey? Snoqualmie. He feels like a, new, he feels like a Jersey guy. Subway, Ontario. Bellevue, Ontario, which is the New Jersey of Ontario. No, it is not. It's <laughs> it's like uh, North Dakota. 
of uh, Seattle. The so, North Dakota of Seattle. Perfect. The North, uh, it's in the confused. middle of nowhere. Why is yeah. that? Why is that notable that he's from Sudbury? <laughs> the Sudbury Wolves. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. a team that exists. Oh, I like Sudbury. It's it's a fun funny town. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Norm Macdonald joke. That's yeah, funny. I got a big hat. No, it's not. All right. Uh, well, that was a weird way to end it, but uh, that's how we're going to end it. This. This has been episode 157. Thank you again to the fifth scallop for your very strange yes. five-star review that Not also the promoted one, but the fifth one. Uh-huh, that also promoted your own podcast. Yeah. Uh, please do subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave your five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Don't promote your own crap, but do <laughs> leave your crap. five-star review and, and we will read it on the next show. Thank you so much oh, for listening. Boy. We'll talk to you all very soon for episode 158. Cheers.